coming up on Just Elders Podcast. You got to learn how to love your people with your gift. So what's your gift? You know what I'm saying? I'm feeding everybody in this motherfucker. Got them. Little shout to be like, I'm hungry. Take your ass in the refrigerator. <laughs> this turkey is good. And the girl was like, Yes, I wish your superpower. It was your uh, talent. And I was like, If you ever dating me, if you ever want to no longer date me, say that shit. Say that shit. Soon, as soon as you say, my my advice to you: learn your history. If you look up that uh that family tree, I'm pretty sure you can trace that passion that's inside you. I promise you, it's a lot easier for my mama to cry if she got five hundred thousand in her account. Remember, sometimes I be like, did did that motherfucker listen? Did they gonna hear that shit? So, I don't give a fuck, though. Um, I'm everybody's favorite cousin. If I'm not your favorite cousin, I'm definitely top three. Ready? Born ready. Y'all just vibe with me for a little bit. I don't know about y'all, but I had a great Thanksgiving. All the things that's been going down. Nigga, to-go flakes on deck. Since we had a chance to get together. Nobody knows the next time we see each other. Maybe years and years from now Family reunion Got to have a family reunion What's up family? This is your boy Eldridge And you are tuning in to another episode Of the Jess Eldridge Podcast The greatest podcast to ever hit the airways Man, I am feeling... Really, really good. Like, no, for real. I'm feeling really good because, you know, it's the holidays. And, you know, I'm one of those uh, brothers that don't uh, fuck with Christopher Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is Thanksgiving. But it's an opportunity for me to be with my family. So I will always take that opportunity and take advantage of that, man. So before I get started, let me thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode. Sisters Got Something to Say, Volume 2. Man, I ain't gonna lie, that one was crazy. Uh, (laughs) I'm still laughing at that one, man. I got people calling me, talking about the sisters. Keep give what happened. So, um... I reached out to, uh, you know, I, I always reach out to my guests because I like to hear what they friends say about the uh, podcast. And I reached out to Nikki and I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? How you like it? And she's like, oh, I liked it. it. 
Sounded real good. I had fun. I can't wait to come again. And she said, but guess what happened? I was like, what? She said, how about the nigga that I said who I gave his number real fast, the five, six, 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 and the one that remembered the number, the pickup line, she said, that guy, she said, that nigga hit her up like, damn, I really wasn't your type. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up because I always be telling people, yeah, tell your truth. That nigga don't know me. They ain't listening to the podcast. But he listened to the podcast. So, so you know, hey, I wasn't mad. We'll take that download. <laughs> we'll take that download. Write a review, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, bro. Write a review. Tell your truth. Tell your <laughs> truth, King. <laughs> what really happened? <laughs> we'll bring you on the pod. <laughs> we'll let you tell your side of the story. <laughs> man, um, today, man, um, because of the holidays, uh, me and Keith said we were going to do it the way we started it. You know what I'm saying? That just elders for real. <laughs> for real, man. So how was your Thanksgiving, bro? Man, you know, uh, <clears throat> had baby girl. So when the kid with her auntie, then kicked it with the fam and uh, got some good plates. You know what I mean? Hit the city. We uh, both got a refrigerator full of to-go plates right now. Refrigerator full of the cold places. <laughs> Nigga got that's that humming in the background. That refrigerator humming, boy. <laughs> hey, we all dead. <laughs> so, so goddamn, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeding everybody in this motherfucker. Goddamn, little shout be like, I'm hungry. Take your ass in the refrigerator. <laughs> this turkey is good. Look, and we had them real niggas to go plates where you take a whole plate and put sides, half of the sides, take another plate, <laughs> it'd be all the meat. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man. Real, real to go place. Man, it was good, man. Like, so, look, let me just say this. Um, today's episode, I want to just, I just want to talk about that, man. For me, one of my biggest inspirations is my family. Anybody that know me, you know I'm for real about my family. My mom, I'm a mama's boy. Me and my dad are cool. Me and all my siblings got dope relationships. I feel like I'm the greatest uncle in the world. Um, my cousin, I'm everybody's favorite cousin. If I'm not your favorite cousin, I'm definitely top three. I'm definitely top three, and I'm never number three. So all I'm saying is I'm top three, never number three. Usually number one, yeah, when it comes to cousins. So, you know, my family, my inspiration, because, you know, going back home and talking to everybody, and, you know, everybody be like, yo, cuz, I'm listening to your podcast, you killing it. Yo, fam, I see you in Atlanta doing your thing. Like, that right there is, like, fuel to me, man. And one of the biggest conversations that was happening this weekend was really just all about, legacy you know what i'm saying family and that's what i love man my family is really getting in that wealth being a building mindset all of us are having kids and our parents may not have set us up the way we felt like they could have set us up so we're trying to do that for our kids so the conversation i don't know if that's happening in your family but the conversation is like really shifting for us and um that is motivation for me motivation for me to go hard so today what i wanted to talk about is really how we can leave our own legacy in this world and just elder style uh aka the maid lifestyle we got our points 
<laughs> so this for me, I was just sitting there really just thinking about it. What are five ways I could really begin to leave a legacy in my life and for my family? So for those that are out there listening, I want you to, um, one, listen to this, share this, rate this, and review this. But give me some comments on my social media. Like, what are your five? These are my five ways how I'm trying to leave my legacy. You tell me the five ways that you are leaving yours. So, um, number one, I think the biggest thing when it comes to leaving legacy is the first L. I used all L's in this, too. You know, bop, 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 bop. Creative like that. The first L in the five steps to leaving your legacy is one, learn your history. So this came from um best example I can give for this. So the movie Coco. Have you seen that key? You seen Coco yet? Bro, you know I, I had kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Coco deep. Bro, bro, bro. Coco is deep Co- as Co- fucked up. Co- Coco so deep. It had me look at like the whole Hispanic culture a little bit different. Oh, they got like, more respect. They, they definitely got more you know, respect. It, a little, even a little envious, man. Because, like, you know, when you see that legacy that's strong, like, that whole concept, like, if they forget you, you really gone. The gone. second death. Like, the you, second. You gone. gone. And that, right, that's so that true. That fucked me up. That part. All right. So, for the people out there listening, if you've never seen Coco. Spoiler go, alert. Yeah, yeah. Spo- <laughs> one spoiler alert. This is going to fuck it up. Uh, but. It's good enough for you to go watch it anyway. It's on Netflix right now and on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> um, so go on there and check out Coco. So the concept of the movie is, uh, do you know the name of the holiday, Keith? Um, it's uh, the, the, the uh, feast of the, the, the dead. Day of the dead. It's yeah, like day, yeah, day, the day the, after or before Halloween. Yeah, day of the dead. It's a big holiday in the uh, Hispanic culture. And... This young boy is super passionate about music, but he grew up in a household where they his mama and grandma were like, fuck that. We ain't listen. Nigga, ain't nobody nigga, playing no music. Don't touch no damn guitar, nigga. Don't touch piano. We can't Cut hear it. we can't hear music in this house. Because she was hurt. Because according to her understanding, her granddaddy or her daddy, her daddy left her mama. To be a musician So in her head She was like Fuck this music shit My mama heart broke Because my daddy left her To be a musician And so she said My family ain't never doing music no more Come along the grandson Super passionate about music Talented like the dad The grandson Ended up learning his history And learning that his granddad Was a great musician Like he was like He was trying to figure out why I don't, because the family, their trade was shoemakers. So he was trying to figure out why I don't want to make shoes. Why am I so passionate about music? Um, it was because it was in his blood. So the reason why I say, number one, to build your legacy, learn your history. Right now, a lot of people feel like they don't line up with what their family are doing. You might be in a family full of employees, but you are passionate about entrepreneurship. You might be a family full of doctors, but you're passionate about being an artist. You might be a family full of artists, but you want to be a scientist. My my advice to you, learn your history. If you look up that uh that family tree, I'm pretty sure you can trace that passion that's inside you. 
because it was tra- it was passed down to you by your ancestors. So it's like that right there for me, it made me like when you say envious, I was like, damn. And so the what part with Keith were talking about, so in the on the thing is during the Feast of the Dead, you gotta put your ancestor picture on the uh on the um on the altar yeah on the altar mm-hmm. and you bring them food and you know that you know a lot of that stuff got to do you know a lot of our it's intertwined because you know when you start talking about African spirituality that's all, and we know right they they and they know right they roots so, right right you know I mean? so like so they put the uh, pictures on the altar they put the food on the altar and the families come um they come pay homage and honor to the dead but. If your ancestor picture is not on the altar and then the last living person who remembers them dies, you do your final death. So right now, when you die the first time, you're kind of like in this purgatory, everybody kicking it. You you kick, kick it with your family during this holiday. You get to come see your family. Your family get to come see you. But when the last person dies that remembers you, you're dead, for gone forever. And that's a real-ass concept. And I thought about it. I was like, man, how many ancestors have we lost? Because if I'm being real, can you go past your great-great? Mm, on, my, on my mom's side, I could because we did like a little genealogy back to like the plantation, the Gardner Crenshaw Plantation in Alabama right. that, you know, our great-grand-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Gardner right. came from. Um, on that side, on the other side, the other side, probably could, could Mo- definitely could. Most and, that's, people- and that was just rare, just because our uncles them still live in that damn area. So it was, mm, you know okay, what I'm saying. Okay. So what's so crazy? Most people, it's a lot of people that can't go past great. And the only reason I know this because Dr. Gary Wright, member of Let Us Make Man, he does the workshop called Restoring the Black Family, and he makes people fill out. Their family tree Start with your parents And you go up And you go down Most people can't get past That great Yeah Cause, Cause they know Their grandmama And they know Their grandmama's mama And a lot of people Don't know their grandmama's mama Yeah So I think a big part Of leaving your legacy Is learning your history Personally mm-hmm. Not what your mama told you Not what your daddy told you But you actually Doing your own investigation Because if you think About the movie Coco she was saying, nah, we ain't doing the music. She was ill-informed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's operating off false information. So she's teaching a whole generation. She got his mama. She got his daddy. She got all his big siblings. He was just far enough removed from it for the passion to re back in. And I think you see that, too, in generations. Like, my family... Uh, we known for entrepreneurship. We known for music. We known for uh, athletics, and then you see like in my little cousin, you see the athletics coming back because it was a one era where my cousins, them niggas ran Monroe. Like we were the suit. Like my cousin Marquise, one of them in the NFL. Uh, my cousin Maude, his brother. My cousin Drill. Like they were like superstars. My boy, my cousin Marquise, Jersey retired. In West Georgia and in Monroe Area High School. Like, it was an era of just superstar Floyds. Now, we starting to see it again because they having kids. And it's like, 
is coming back. You know what I mean? So when you learn your history, a lot of stuff begin to make sense. Why you do what you do, why you think what you think. So that's my first step. First step to really leaving a legacy is learning your history. And and that means talking to that side of the family that your mama them probably told you not to talk to. Man. You know what I mean? Or your and, daddy them was like, we don't rock with them. Nah, just and, and you, you know got, what? you gotta connect somewhere. And, and let me say this. Let me say this, guys. There's a lot of people that don't mess with you know, you see a lot of oh, I'm not gonna be around. I don't care if you're family, if you're toxic, I'm not gonna be I get it. There is some family that just you gotta let them ride. But some of y'all be lumping the whole family into that one person or that those three people or those five people. You be lumping the whole family into that shit. And that's bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit bullshit at the end of the day. And, you know, yeah, if that's what you do, that's what you do. But I'm starting to see the new trend of the Friendsgiving you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, we, a lot of people do Friendsgiving. Yeah, like, well, we just on and I'm with it. Like, I I was invited to a Friendsgiving thing, but come on, like at the end of the day, it ain't nothing like kicking it with them cousins and them people. And it and it's drunk. Like, trust me, I got a lot of fucking drama, a lot of fucking drama in my family. It it, it is kind of. I don't, don't want to judge nobody, but it is kind of weird. Where everybody, can you please put your phones on silent when we're recording, please? Everybody, exactly. everybody, punk ass nigga, back there in the back, bro. Come the on. Fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> it it is kind of weird where somebody don't be like rocking with family, and then like, cause you ever like dated the show and took it back to your family, and then they look around like, I don't do all this family stuff. And it's like, what you mean family stuff? Like, if you ever dating me, if you ever. Want to no longer date me? Say that shit. Say that shit. Soon, as soon as you say you don't do family shit, we done. Like it ain't even no reason to talk. I remember when I was dating old girl, and she didn't do that. Like, and then when she did take me around her family, I was like, yeah, you kind, you kind of flex. You got to flex. Everybody ain't. Everybody. Bad. Everybody ain't. Everybody. Like, and even when people say they don't fuck with nobody in the family, if you ain't got one same cousin or that, auntie that y'all kind of connected with and agreed that your whole family great, if you ain't got that one person, yeah, I, I can. It's hard to trust you. Yeah. It's hard to trust you. It's just the end of the day. So I think, and even if, even if you don't fuck with the family, fuck with them enough to learn what you need to learn. Because it might be some other family that's out there. So, number one, learn your history. That's the number one step I'm doing to build my legacy. Number two, I love this one, live life boldly. So, if you uh, look up live life boldly, it says to use it, uh, to use, it means to live with purpose, with intention, without reservation. It means to feel confident and ready to take on anything that comes your way. And furthermore, to create a life you love and live it fully. It means to stop doubting and start living, to push aside fear and move forward. Live life boldly. What is living life boldly? Living life boldly looks like, man, I really want to do this music shit. Like you ever talk to somebody like, what you do, man? And they tell you. They sound good answer 
And then you start talking to them like two, three, five minutes, ten minutes later. They say, what I really want to do is disregard everything you heard before what I really want to do. Because we got that answer that sounds good. And it, I'm I'm doing that shit now. Can I be real? Can, can I have a transparent moment on the podcast? So, um, uh, during the episode, we talked about entrepreneurship, uh, life cycle of entrepreneur. I gave my story where we always spend the fire. Uh, that's kind of uh, shaky. It's there, but it's shaky. And now I'm in this thing mode where I'm just kind of like consulting, which is cool. But I'm like, so picky on the consulting like i only want to work with businesses i really believe in or people i really like so therefore that limits your target audience and then even the, even the people you probably like they probably ain't got no real budgets for you to do what you want to do so it's like <laughs> you ain't making the most amazing money in the world you know what i'm saying but when people ask me yeah so Edge, what are you doing what you doing now the real answer should be, shit, I'm podcasting. That's what the real answer could be. Like, that's what I'm doing every day. That's what I want to do. I want to be creative. I just want to create content. But I also feel like that answer doesn't sound politically correct. That answer doesn't sound professionally competent. That answer doesn't sound like you killing the game. So I normally say oh i'm consulting or you know i'm running a few brands which none of that is a lie but if i the reason why i know it's an insecurity because if i was joe budden or if i had a joe budden deal on spotify and you asked me what i did i would just say i podcast i podcast and the only reason i'm not saying oh, i podcast now probably get the podcast ain't paying us no money you know i mean we get paid in reviews and y'all don't even pay us every week see motherfuckers yeah damn should be millionaires <laughs> should be fucking millionaires god damn hey look i be looking at the number of the downloads i know niggas listening you can't it ain't like you can hide nigga i know you listening yeah, you got we see the numbers it's like nigga if everybody who listened left a review just one. Gotta change the game. Just one. Just one. Just one review, man. Give me that shit. God damn. Just one shit. Yeah. You know I mean, and you know, and I ain't, even the people that listen on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, all those platforms that don't necessarily have the rating systems in place, you can still get on the Instagram. You know what I'm saying? You can still tag, get on the tag, Facebook. You can post your screenshot. Like uh, now, listen. What they put hashtag MP. Duh. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would literally just love for one one time. Everybody that listens to the podcast, just post and tag us. That would be dope. That would be dope. So live like both. I'm getting better with it now. Like, cause I remember when we first started podcasting i wasn't feeling as confident now now i go on a podcast and i see nigga we at what this episode 19 we at 19 <laughs> come on come on we at 19 episodes so there's a whole nother level of confidence that i'm at now at this point on the podcast you can't tell me shit like you can't tell me that we ain't killing it and we gonna have some people that say we ain't i don't give a fuck like i know we killing i know we bringing quality content 
I know we switching it up every week and we bringing y'all shit to people fucking with. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you love it. But it's rare that a motherfucker hate it. That's all I'm going to say. So when I say live life boldly, you just got to start taking those chances. I think everybody that's went, if we look at all the greats that won, they start, they live life boldly. Michael Jackson boldly said he was going to be the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he boldly took the motherfuckers idea. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, I was about to say shit. <laughs> look, he boldly took that shit. Like, but you just got to live life without fear and regret. What's that thing that you are like kind of regretting to do? You know what I'm saying? So at one time, for me, it was podcast. Keith will tell you, Keith will tell you when we start first started podcast, I wasn't rocking on this shit the way I'm rocking now. Like, I was hesitant. Like, I was like, you know. You're rocking now. Yeah, like now, I'm cool with it. I'm comfortable with it. But guess what? I got to start living boldly on the video with the vlog. I got to start living boldly with my written blog. I got to start living boldly doing stand-up fucking comedy. Countdown coming. Y'all ready for that stand up? <laughs> oh, you a bitch ass nigga, Eldridge. Oh, man. What you gonna call the special? Man, I don't know, bro. And what's so funny? I be saying funny shit when I'm with you sometimes or I'm out and about and I don't write that shit down. And then when I sit down and have my own little writing session, nothing. Nothing be there. I be like, fuck. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> But guess what? I'ma fucking boldly get on that stage and I'ma do my thing. Because that's how you live your legacy. Because if you begin to live life without fear, you live life without limitations. And a life without limitations is the life that you deserve to live. It's a life of, of passion, it's a life of purpose, it's a life that you are proud of. So once you start living that life, that's when you begin to live a legacy. One thing, when you start reading people who were really great, you start reading off everything they did, you're proud of a legacy. It's something you're proud of. You ain't reading off nobody's resume of a lame motherfucker that didn't do shit, of a scared motherfucker that never moved. Nah, nigga, we read off the legacies and the life accomplishments of people that live life boldly. So number two, live life boldly. Number three. Love your people. This one is big for me. I think you get back what you give to the universe and whatever you give the people. Like, how are you really loving your people? So for me, for my for my uh mantra in life, I am a servant. Like somebody, uh, a sister asked me, she was like, so what's your talent? You know, everybody asked, like, what do you do? And I was at the uh, Village Fund, Market Village. Uh, I was at their shoot, their ambassador photo shoot. And the girl was like, yes, yeah, so what's your superpower? And what's your uh, talent? And I was like, I have the ability to outserve everyone around me. I said, nobody going to outserve me. Like, for me, I love people for real, for real. I love my people for real, for real. So, like. Uh, that's that's a true damn statement. <laughs> like, like, you, like, some people say they love people. I 
probably seen like one or two other people like that for real, for real. Nah, you, you like it's like you get energy from people. No, I do. Like is is is, and I get in it. I get even more energy when people begin to walk in their calling and their passion and their purpose. That's why I want to help people get there so much. Like when I see, like bro, like nigga, I'm so motherfucking proud of your ass, bro. Like when I see, goddamn, my boy, my boy, he uh producing that X on the code, that Black Man Lab, that Chub, uh, uh, the End Zone podcast. Like when I when I see all these podcasts you doing now, bro, and I remember where we were last year, and you just said you wanted to start. Like matter of fact, November is our one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. That's our one this, year. This from, is, yeah, this it, is like our one year. This is like our one year anniversary of starting. It was it was the May life, but this is when we first started podcasting. Mm-hmm. So like seeing you go from back then. Stealing and sneaking in the studio, you know what I'm saying? To where we at now, that shit is energizing to me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely hype. It's, and, the, and the shit that we had coming, bruh, even more hype. So I think, but the thing is, when you love your people, they love you back and they take care of you. And bro, that's what I'm saying. Anytime we recording, what time is it right now? One in the morning. After that, we recording. You know what I mean? Just this is what we do, bro. And that's that's the legacies. That's why you know. That's why I hang with DB all the time, um, just to see how people like. I be going there. I be I just be wanting to see. Is are they gonna charge him, or are we gonna get this for free? Like I just be watching. Uh, the man don't need no money. He don't need no money, but got people love him so much, and he always say. Um, what I had, they gave me. Where I been, they sent me. And who I am, they made me. And he talked about that's how, that's what the black people did for him. And like, so I think a part of your legacy, like, you got to learn how to love your people with your gift. So what's your gift? So if you are, prime example, Keith, his gift is, he is a creative genius mindset that he has used that skill set and applied it to the podcast industry. So his gift is loving on people by doing a couple of things. One, helping people get their podcast started. You know what I'm saying? But two, providing multiple positive podcasts. So it's like, you could go to Keith right now and be like, yo, you know, I want to listen to a podcast about this. He's going to point you in the right direction. It's either going to be a show that he's recording or a show that he's listening to. So, but that's how you love on people. You love on people with your gift. So if I'm a chef, I'm a love on people because how I'm feeding. I'm a feed y'all. I'm a take care of y'all. I'm a, and I ain't telling you to do everything for free, but I'm saying there's a level of investment that if you invest in, you will always get it back. Bro, I, I, that's the, the original way of how we even built up black economy, black Wall Street, anything. Right. You take your talent, you good at it. Somebody else has another talent that they good at, and either y'all can work together or exchange goods and barter. Right. So you and I we working together. Right. We package this up, take it to another brother and sister, exchange goods and barter. You know what I mean? And it's it's whether it's money involved or whether it's the one thing I learned from Eldridge is, you know, even if they say don't take don't chase a check and you know, every opportunity don't come with a paycheck, I think it's even deeper than that. I think you actually have to do shit for free, really invest 
in this situation and turn down checks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See, I, people say, like, don't just take a check. Nah, I've, I've seen you turn down checks. I've seen you take checks and redistribute checks. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that turning down checks and seeing how it just comes and just, like, you know, it falls on the ground and just come to you. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, that's shit, shit. That's that's real. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it's real though, man. And, and I see that. I'm like, okay. I, nah, know. because I'm learn. I'm learning, man. I'm learning to trust the universe and the energy that I'm putting out. See, I be in situations and I be like, ah. And I'm like, eh, I'm good. It, I be. I have like slight moments where I be like, ah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like it literally happens like that. Like keep be seeing it. I be thinking out loud, but because it always works out. But that is because I have loved on people so fucking much. I know they gonna love on me back. Like, and now it's you know uh, Stephen Covey. He talk about it best with the uh, seven habits of highly effective people. Every person you meet is like opening up a mutual friendship account, and that bank account. The way you treat a bank account is how you treat a friendship. You make deposits. The more deposits you make, the more withdrawals you can make. If you make withdrawals or asking for shit without making no deposits, that account go negative. That account stay negative too long, that account fucking close. Think about any person that you ever fell out with. A question that you ask yourself, whether you know you asked it or not, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, was what has that motherfucker done for me? And when you ask that question and you couldn't immediately see shit that has been done, that's when I'm like, oh, fuck this motherfucker. And you cut them off. You have, it's very rare people cut people off that are truly, I ain't talking about manipulating you, but actually truly loved on you and did stuff for you, looked out for you. It's very rare those people get cut off. Y'all can argue, y'all can get into it. You probably ain't cutting that person off. So once you become that person where you are always loving and looking out and taking care of people, people going to love, look out and take care of you. Like when you see people, yeah, who, especially your people, like you're saying, you right. love, love your people because you know, everybody ain't your people. Come on. Come on. That can be translated in a lot of different ways. That can be translated in a lot of different ways, but I'm going to leave it open for you to figure out what it means for you. So, <laughs> so, you gotta love on your people So the third That was the third Love on your people The fourth I'm excited about this one Number four Leave a tradition So this one is big to me Because I feel like My generation And I'm saying my generation Because I see it in my cousins My age Like We kind of Rebel against traditions that we were born into And For some Sometimes I get it But The issue is Not replacing that tradition If there was a tradition that was there And it was there because Of a negative connotation Or it was there for a negative situation Cool Let it ride If we did Thanksgiving every year At Aunt Rita house because one year, auntie such and such got mad and never wanted to go back over there. 
So we only go to Unread the House, and that's excluding us from all the rest of our family. It's probably a tradition you could you could cancel and replace it with something new. Um, prime example, my cousin uh, Monique, she called us up. Our tradition used to be uh, Christmas. Every Christmas, we did breakfast at my granddaddy house. My granddaddy house is a divisive house in the sense of Everybody ain't cool with my granddaddy or, you know, sometimes my granddaddy real hard-headed, prideful. He say shit to piss people off. Like, and folk be like, fuck that shit. I ain't going over there no more. So, and then my granddaddy wife, um, my grandma Evelyn, um, his new wife, she uh, she ain't new, but his, uh, his second wife, she uh, moved from breakfast one day, started doing dinner. Well, that wasn't a tradition. All of us, we were, all the cousins knew Christmas morning. We didn't have to call each other. We know, link up a granddaddy house for breakfast, get this family stuff out the way. The afternoon, we go kick it with our family. You know what I'm saying? We That's how we go kick it with our family and our friends in the evening time. Well, when she did that, it fucked up our flow. It fucked up our flow because now we like, damn, like, we trying to go to granddaddy house, but everybody don't ever make it. Or you know what I'm saying it's, It just That was our shit That was the shit Where we met So Monique just hit us up Little like a month ago Like yo This year I'm doing Christmas At my house I would like to start A new tradition And if y'all down for that And then I was like I don't think I'm like the I don't think I'm like the I ain't gonna say like Decision maker in my family But If I flow with it you're the trendsetter of the family. Yeah, you, like, you, you got you got people who hardcore like, nah, we doing this, and if, even if the trendsetter going against it, it's like I gotta listen. Right. But normally the trendsetter is like, okay, we're well, we gonna follow you. Yeah. yeah, like like I I know for sure if I'm rocking my immediate family, they we gonna be there. That's my mama. That's my sisters. Like this is where we going. So I immediately in a group, I like shit. I'm there. Like let's do it. So that's a new tradition. Like, start. The, what is that tradition you want? And then granted, they gonna show up and whoop all y'all at. Probably. <laughs> it's all good. We ain't worried. I ain't scared of that old ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> look, I am not my granddaddy. Sincerely, these hands. <laughs> it was just, uh, I listened to that podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know you were listening. <laughs> hey. It'd be funny. I'd be saying some shit. I'd be like, man, I wonder what family members. Sometimes I'd be like, did, did that motherfucker listen? Did they gonna hear that shit? So, I don't give a fuck, though. Um, so, what's a tradition you want to start? What's something you want to do? Like, for instance, a lot of the traditions that I want to leave are... A lot of traditions that I want to leave are, like, families when I have my own family. So, like, prime example, every year I would like my family, me, my wife, my kids, let's pick a hobby. Let's pick a new hobby. So, if our hobby is karate, this year we all karate class, this is what we're doing. If our hobby is tennis, we all doing tennis. Like, we into it. Like, we're going to tennis tournaments. We we're playing tennis like we're watching it on TV. Tennis is our thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 
That that shit working to them kids become teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and look, and this is the thing. I wanted to be a collector thing because if my teenagers get older, my teenagers say some stuff that they into. You know what I'm saying? I just play. Look, and we back. We back. And we back. And we back. That was an inside joke. Cause me and Keith were just talking about this shit. <laughs> we were just talking about this shit. Oh shit! Nah, I feel you. But, shit, we Kwanzaa. Yeah, like that's another tradition. I want to bring Kwanzaa in my household. Yeah. Like, so a lot of the traditions I want. I'm going harder this year. Yeah, like all a lot of the traditions I want are traditions that I want to start when I have my family. But whatever the shit is. Like start your tradition and do it. So the biggest example I have for tradition is the Flan- Flanagans. The Flanagan family has had Sunday dinner every Sunday without fail for the last seventy five years. Every Sunday, the real life soul food. The real life soul food. Any Sunday right now, if I want to go eat, I know where to go on Sunday. The Flanagans' house. Matter of fact, it's their mother house. Their mother no longer alive, but they still do it there. For the last 40 years, every summer, the Flanagans rent about three charter buses and their whole family go to Daytona Beach vacation. And that started 40 years ago. They did it, came in the house, told everybody to pack their bags. They got in the car. He drove to Daytona Beach. They had a family vacation. They had such a great time. They said, we're going to do this every year. Has not failed for fucking 40 years. Might be more than 40 now. So that's like the granddaddy that started that. Yeah. Mr. James Daddy. Yeah, Mr. James Daddy. Now, this is what they, they just keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like, they... The Flanagans got enough brothers and sisters and kids. The Flanagans are the perfect example of, um, of a legacy. tradition. Li- living legacy. Yeah, I love that. Like if I've never seen it before, I seen it in their family, and I always love that about them. You know what I mean? So that's the type of. Uh, and I'm actually looking up kind of show to you now, but. Uh, that's something that I want to do for me. So every year, those are, that's something that they do. So what's your tradition? Your tra- I don't give a fuck if it's stupid. I don't give a fuck if it's, yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's stupid. Like if it's a silly ass tradition, it's yours. Start one and leave it. So this that thing, when you die, they were like, you know what? Man wouldn't like it. We know every time before we ate, this is the song he sung. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like, it has to be something. What is your tradition that you're going to leave? I feel like that is a part of leaving your legacy. It's leaving something that people can follow. Leave something people can believe in and get behind. So, next step. Number four is leave a tradition. Number five, this one is different. This one is different, um, but it's important. It's kind of different from the other ones, but it's very important. Number five, leverage life insurance. But <laughs> do it one more time. <laughs> Give me a double-double. Pop out. 
<laughs> so look, look, let me tell y'all, man. If we just gonna be real, man, it ain't I ain't got that many millionaires in my family. I probably got one or two. I don't know who they are. Or I, if they are me, they ain't saying it. You know what I mean? We all got we just, <laughs> everybody got that one millionaire in their family that's like yeah. I don't they don't come around on Christmas. Right, right. Like we got <clears throat> but grandma my house paid though. Right. I believe uh Titty Face, my cousin Tiffany, my uncle Clyde, I believe he a millionaire. In assets. Like all the land that he owned and all the you know, I believe he a millionaire that way. That nigga own a lot of if you riding down three sixteen, you probably looking at his land. Like the nigga live own a lot of land. That shit crazy. But leverage life insurance. Let me tell you why, because that is the fastest way for us to build wealth in the black community. One thing about it, about black folk, nigga, we dying. <laughs> like, if, if you want to talk about whether it's from police brutality, whether it's from health, uh, whether it's from violence, like, we dying. And, you know, for me, right now, if I was to die and I had a split thought, before I die, like I could see the bullet coming or the car coming. Just like, man, at least my family gonna get paid. Right. Like, nigga, you gonna mourn anyway. Why mourn and be broke? I promise you, it's a lot easier for my mama to cry if she got 500000 in her account. Like, think about them folk that can't afford not to go to work. Well, think about folks that got jobs that's not going to let them not go to that, work. That's the first thing. That's the or, first or one. You don't even get no time to take. Like, they'll let you off, but they ain't no paid time. Like, right. Yeah, take all the time you need, but you ain't getting paid for it. So right. It's like, then your bill's racking up. Now you going back to work because you try to figure it out. Come on. It is fish fries trying to bury people. Like, so one thing about it, if you're going to mourn, at least you could be mourn and be rich. So we got to leverage that life insurance Think about it Like think about the people That we done passed That passed When I I tell people I found out I was grown When I got invited to the back room Had a death in our family And all the adults was in the back room They said man come back here And then They collect the money Because the person didn't have no life insurance <laughs> Man walked the right back out there. Hey, look, nigga, I ain't grown. <laughs> I just got this job. Hey, look, but then what be pissed me off? Folk don't want to leave no money, but then they family get mad because you trying to cremate them. I'm like, man, what? Now that's my rule. Now, I mean, me personally, I do want to be cremated, so that's our, our yeah, you know, yeah. set up. But that's my rule. Like, hold on, they ain't no money. They ain't cremated. Like, what? Why are we doing something Because I mean me personally I, I like the cremation aspect of Like the whole Burial part of it I don't You know I personally want to be cremated Because I want to put my ashes in diamonds And let my family wear me on a chain Or something like that Like yeah. Like I want to do a couple things with my ashes Like hat have them in urns, have them in some uh, jewelry like diamonds, and then have one. Yeah, you seen it with folks be taking the uh, the oil paints and make paint with the ashes Ooh, and okay, paint, okay. A portrait paint a portrait of the person. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like stinking ass picture. 
I've seen it. I, I have seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of. And then dope. you seen the new one with the tree. I seen that. That right there, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I, that, that's some Avatar shit. Though. Yeah, like that they, shit remind me of Avatar. It do. They they plant. So what happens is they put your uh your ashes in the ground, and they literally plant a tree. They do ashes and they do like your body now too. Like they put your body in like a little in sack the cocoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, they do that yeah. too. They do both that options. Was weird. Yeah, that was weird. But it's kind of five yeah, folks just kind of lean on the tree talking like. I mean, ashes, to ashes. You know what I'm saying? Dust, to dust, in and out. We all part. It might be some Avatar shit. Like I, I'll be down for that. My thing is, if you out there, like life insurance, the cheapest policy you can get something easy ten, fifteen dollars a month. That at least take care of your burial burial arrangements, but. We got to do better, man. We got to leverage this life insurance so we can put the money. So imagine if all the people, the loved ones you don't had the past, they left something behind for the family. They probably did. You just too young to know. Nah, like I know, I know a couple people that did. I know a couple people that did, but I'm just saying I know a lot more that didn't. Mm. Like so, prime example, my cousin Jared. You know, every year we do Jared Blade Day. Yeah. Two years ago, we changed the location, and everybody was tripping because we always do Jared Blade Day at his park, on um, this part where he did Rick and Little League, and then one year they changed it, and everybody was mad they changed it. But when we got there, it was a groundbreaking ceremony because they took his life insurance policy, and they bought 10 acres of land, and that's where they building his legacy home, like his center for youth. Like that right there. That's how you do it. That's that's how you did it. One, you own the land forever, and you're able to actually build something up for his legacy. So that's number five. Leverage life insurance. If you don't got life insurance, I suggest you get it. There's a couple of people you can call. Um, if you need it, comment. I send you referrals uh, your way. But life insurance is definitely one to get it. So. The reason why I'm talking about all this, we're getting into the holidays and we're in the holidays. We're not getting into it. We're in the holidays and we're going into 2020. 2020, and I get it. It's new year, new me. But it's a little more, it's a little bigger than that. It's a, it's the end of a decade. Like you just did a whole decade. Whether you felt like you did great, whether you felt like you did good, whether you felt like you did bad, this is your opportunity to start and go even harder. For the next 10 years For the next decade uh, 2020 just sounds good 2020 vision Seeing clearly Knowing your old plan Making it plain Like Like It's, 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 it's like a it's, That'll preach It's a lot of It's a lot of stuff That'll preach out of there And What I want Y'all to do is To really start thinking about You know what What do I want my personal legacy to be What do I want to leave How do I want to Really go forward and move. Mm-hmm. Think about that, and then start to do it. So again, my my top ways to do it. Number one, five ways to leave your legacy. Number one, I want you to learn your history, get to know the history of your family, where they from, what they did, and how does that align with what you're trying to do in life, or how does that teach you a lesson of where you're not trying to go. Regardless, 
the the history is needed. So number one, learn your history. Number two, live life boldly. Remove fear, remove doubt, remove anything, any limits that is holding you back from going exactly where you want to go and be okay with failing. Be okay with failing and just get back up and keep trying. Number three, love on your people. Not just your family, not just your friends, but your people as a whole. Give out energy to this universe. Invest love into this universe and watch the ROI come back in your own life. Really begin to love on people in a way that you never loved them before. Whether it's random acts of blackness and you actually are, that's what I call it. It ain't random acts of kindness. It's random acts of blackness where I do random acts to build up the black community and black relations. So whether that's taking care of somebody meal for the day, um, that's if uh, I don't have an umbrella now because I seen a sister in the rain and I handed my, um, I gave her my umbrella so she would be dry. Like just every day I want you to love on your people, give some type of energy that you want to come back to you. Number four, leave a tradition. Whether you got a tradition that's been going and it's looking weak, get behind it, support it, push them. But then also start what you need. Start a tradition that you need, that you want your family to follow, that you want your siblings. You know, just start something that you want your family to do every year. And then last but not least, number five, leverage life insurance. Purchase life insurance. Prepare and set your family up for a win. Whether you have a unfortunate, timely death where you pass way before you were supposed to go, or whether you live a long life, get a life insurance policy for both of them so you can take care of your family, leave something, and they can ball out over your casket. Maybe make it rain on your ass. Unfortunately, that ain't even how it work. You got <laughs> how you in the corner stand up and remember niggas doing that for a minute, dressed up like, oh, oh, hey, Eldridge. Uh. <laughs> I would love if they did the stuff wedding for me, bro. The, the stuff funeral where they stuff your body and sit you up somewhere, bro. That shit right there, I ain't gonna lie to That's the way to go out. Honestly, that's the one event I want to see my funeral. If I can see one event, like I definitely want to see my funeral. But know who came, who didn't come, who showed out, who rode on the flow. Like, I don't need to see all of that. So, look, y'all. First of all, again, happy holidays for everybody just not tuning in. This is the Just Elders podcast, but this is the holiday season, the last holiday season of the decade. The last opportunity to be with your family for this decade. The last opportunity to visualize and set a plan for what you're going to do next. But remember, we are the ancestors of tomorrow. What we live today, our kids will read about tomorrow. This is the Just Elders Podcast. We out. <laughs> Throwback! For the real fans, day once. I wish I remember my line there, nigga. <laughs> Your best life is right in front of you. All you gotta do is pick it up.